0: I didn't watch my scene. I'm sorry. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. (laughs) I like that you thought about it for a minute. (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara, my friend. I have a hilarious story to tell you. What (laughs) I forgot to tell you the other day. So the day after our Galentine event, I went for a walk because it was so gorgeous outside in New York, and um, I had my Dean sucks sweatshirt. (gasps) Did you? I did. And I got a smoothie at Juice Generation, and I was walking towards the park, and I saw this man who had a cane coming out of like a building,
1: and he was. It was Jared Padalecki. Struggling?
0: (laughs) No, Jared Padalecki, to my knowledge, does not have a cane, and he is young. This man was like in his eighties. Oh, okay, yeah, so not. not. (laughs) Um, I I went and grabbed the door. I opened it for him, and he was like, "Oh, you're so sweet.
1: What does your sweatshirt say?" (laughs) His name's Dean.
0: No, oh <laughs> it was just the fact that like he's like oh you're such a nice lady what does your sweatshirt say and I, to be like, um um it says dean sucks
1: he goes, what a Who's wonderful dean nice being? young lady i know what a
0: wonderful woman just with like dean slander Hate. across her chest Hate i comments. felt like i literally in that moment was like God, could I think of anything, anything that I could possibly say to this man? Because he can't read this. He wants to know what it says. (laughs) I could come up with something like, it says My Little Pony. You know, like, but he, it was just, it was so cute because he then, like, sent me off by being like, you're a wonderful person. Thank you for helping me. But I felt like not a wonderful person because I just had, like, (laughs) male slander across my chest. It was so funny. And I forgot to tell you about it, but it just cracked me up in such a way that it was like i did this really nice thing hey what does your sweatshirt say oh you um, know just me
1: hating on a man who doesn't yeah. exist he's fake i would have loved if his name was dean that's where i really thought that was going and it was like that would have been incredible you, you open the door for him what's your sweatshirt say dean sex my name's dean my name's dean. well
0: that's me no. no, it was so. Oh my gosh, he. I, I told him what it was. He was like, "Who's Dean?" I said, "It's a. It's a character from a TV yeah. show. It's supposed to be." He's a, a joke. man I hate.
1: And he was like, "What oh, TV show?" I said, "Gilmore Girls." He goes, "Okay." I said, "Anyway, have a wonderful day." Anyway, um, I am a nice young woman.
0: <laughs> I promise, I'm still nice. Oh my god, it was so funny. Oh yeah. But anyway, we had some really lovely weather while you were here in New York for Valentine's Day, which I know that you were just kind of like really hoping for that chilly weather because I know. you get. A lot of warmer weather down in Georgia yeah. and being up in the Northeast during a time like February, you would expect there to be
1: weather. And I really weather. wanted to wear my coats. Like and you, you know. And you did. Oh,
0: I did. And you did. And my mom actually said to me, love Haley's
1: coat. Glad she's with oh, you, but her coat is gorgeous. You. And I
0: was like, great. She was so excited to wear it.
1: Yeah. If you've um, read A Court of Thorns and Roses, I got this blue coat because it's the color of the coat that Pharaoh wears when she goes to Valaris for the first time. That um, was all in a different language <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Some of our besties will totally know what I mean, but she wears a sky blue, like overcoat. And I was like, literally, like I read that and I was like, well, now I need a sky blue coat. So um, (laughs) I wore it out in New York. Oh, I love it. My first day in New York. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you were there. It was, it was such a treat. I mean, we talked about it on our Gilmore to Consider the other day, but I'm just so happy that we were there with all of our besties. We played some fun games. And one of the games that we played, at our Gilmore Galentine event was the fantasy girl draft cuz we've done the fantasy yeah. boy draft here on the pod and we wanted to do a fantasy girl draft for Galentines. We did like a shortened
1: version of it because I feel like we we went really in depth with the boys oh, because I know. like we had to like really consider what it did to the storyline mm-hmm. but I feel like it was just kind of like fun silly we were putting a girl gang together I on know. um mine very quickly did not become a girl gang yours was like a fun girl gang that you'd like want to have a bachelorette party with yeah mine was like presidential cabinet like Literally. getting like war team scheming and dreaming <laughs>
0: yeah, scheming Surviving and dreaming. And <laughs> yes absolutely um but we actually wanted to take the game that we played with the fantasy girl draft and kind of use it as a means to jump into this episode yeah because I think that oftentimes the month of February is very You know, we have a lot of conversations surrounding love because of Valentine's Day, this Hallmark holiday that usually centers around love. And we found a way to also kind of center it around a conversation about female friendships because of like the art of the Galantine, right? Which is what we wanted to do is have this sleepover um, that is more about friendship than about, you know, romantic love. Even though I do love you, you know, it's, it's yeah. more about
1: friendship love. And like platonic love, you can find yeah. platonic soulmates. And like, I feel like that's like such like a, I like my immediate thought is like Dolly Ad- Ad- Adderton? Alderton, I forget mm-hmm. how to say her last name. She wrote a book called Everything I Know About Love. And like, it's a lot about platonic love and how much you can find like that like soulmate level friendship in the women around you Mm -hmm. um it feels very like sex in the city too I know that's what I was just about to say yeah (laughs) yeah for sure but it just feels like yeah like you know it can be very romantic which can sometimes feel really isolating when Mm -hmm. you don't have romance in your life but I feel like it's just as important to like take care of your like not even just female friendships which is what we're going to talk about here but like friendship in general
0: yeah yeah and like Haley said that's what we're here to talk about today is like the art of female friendship on this show the relationships that the women have with each other on this show and not from a familial standpoint because I think oftentimes of course we talk about the relationship between Rory and Lorelai or Lorelai and her mother or Lorelai and
1: Rory and their friendships which we will get into yeah because that that feels like such a big topic to talk about the friendship of Rory and Lorelai that like oh, yeah. that that'll take a whole other topic for us to dive into but there's yeah. just, like you're right there's so many other women on the show yeah. that like whose friendships we love to see I to know. be fair there aren't a ton no as we were kind of deciding to do this
0: episode we were thinking like who are the notable female friendships that exist outside of the Gilmore Girls themselves so we're yeah. not talking about like Rory and Lane or Rory in Paris Lorelai and Suki we're talking yeah. about people outside of that who they are what kind of relationship they have and yeah. like the first people that come to mind of course for me but Matt and patty yeah the goats
1: yeah how do you think they met oh what a great question i think they I just know. both living in stars hollow did they meet in a cult <laughs> i was in a cult they once. were both in cults <laughs> <laughs> they're like hey i've seen you before i they feel left. like they met at
0: a strip club they had to have met at a strip <laughs> club <laughs> Maury was like, there Patty sitting was next to her bed. Patty, Patty was next to one of her husbands. Like yeah. I just feel like that's how they met. They were both like shoving dollars down some guy's g-string. What did she say? <laughs> in a tisket a yeah. Oh a Something quarter. The- a quarter, quarter would be insulting. Um, yeah. You know I feel like that's how they met and they bonded and it's just such a gorgeous friendship because you can tell like They're ride-or-dies. And we also see that reflected in Madeline and Louise. Because they're also ride-or-dies. And Paris. Because they're kind of a trio. But I really consider Madeline and Louise to be more of a duo.
1: Yeah. And And Paris is kind of, like, in
0: and out with them sometimes. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, these friendships that exist on the fringe of the Gilmore Girls, right? Because I think, obviously, Lorelai and Rory are both connected to Patty and Babette. But, like, they fall in line with, like, that adult friendship that they would have with Lorelei. and then Madeline and Louise fall more in line with like you know on the same plane as Rory but they're so adjacent right they're just kind of yeah. like these players
1: I like them because like both of those like everyone always feels like when one when the two of them grow up they're gonna be Bebette and Patty like they're just like two sides of the same coin but what I love about them is like they're both outliers but like inside insiders in the place that they're at because it's like Bebette and Patty are like they do not belong in a small town. Maybe they do because they're just like the big drama fish in this small drama oh, pond. Oh, yeah, that's where I think they um, thrive. Yeah, and so it just feels like they're kind of like these, like maybe classic characters in a small town, but like anomalies because of like the stories that they have. They've been in cults. They've been on Broadway, like like that sort of thing. But then we in also col- have <laughs> cults and Broadway, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then we have Madeline Louise who are like at this really smart prestigious like academically inclined prep school but like they're really focused on boys and lip gloss but like they're not failing out of out of school they get b's and a's and like Mm -hmm. they're really smart but it's like we're led to believe that they're kind of airheads and a little bit dumb Um, but like their smarts lie in other places but they're still really smart so it's like they belong but they're completely outliers to what is expected of where they're at yeah which I really love yeah for sure and like those two friendships kind of
0: mirror each other in a way because they're in two different worlds in a very similar capacity because they also like you know from a story perspective offer that comedic relief to the relationships that were really (laughs) zeroed in on right yeah um but then we kind of like lose that in Madeline and Louise as the show goes on and I feel like they're almost like kind of replaced by Colin and Finn but they're not Like yeah, we're not going to talk about them right now. But like, then in
1: season seven with like Lucy and Olivia, okay, I know a lot of people like their friendship, and I admittedly I think if I was in college and I met Lucy and Olivia and like the ways they kind of bring Rory out of her comfort zone, I feel like that would do the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like logically, I kind of like them. Lucy, I cannot. Boyfriend, boyfriend. I know. I really hate I, when she does that. But I would scare that out of them. I real love. Quick. The, I love their friendship. I really do. Yeah. I love the idea of Rory having a duo. Yes. In the same way Paris
0: did. Yes. Exactly. It's very similar in that way. I mean. Rory's kind of the outsider in that because obviously Lucy and Olivia have an established friendship. Whereas when we meet Madeline, Louise, and Paris, it's all at the same time, right? So we don't know who was friends with who first. We just imagine that Louise and Madeline connect about more things because Paris is so high strung and her priorities are different. Yeah. But like- You know, Rory's the outsider kind of coming into this friendship that is very clearly like silly and goofy. um, And like they both share a lot of similar interests. I love that they're both artists um, and bring a little bit of color to Rory's world that she never really had up until this point in people that we didn't know as well as we came to know Lane and Paris and like some of the other friends.
1: And like as much as I could harp on not liking them, it's really because of that one scene when they're at her apartment you know which one I'm talking about when she's talking to Logan on the phone oh, and yeah. Lucy's trying to make the popcorn. We'll have to talk. I could talk a whole episode about how that is literally the most pointless scene that's ever existed on television. But I digress. I think that Lucy and Olivia were the closest that and I don't like to give a lot of like credit to season seven. You know that mm-hmm. I feel like what Rory was missing was friendships like Lorelai had in Stars Hollow Mm -hmm. where like Rory didn't have those friendships because those were adults. And like, I'm not saying that like Luke didn't care for her, Patty didn't care for her, Mm -hmm. but she didn't have that connection that Lorelai did because Lorelai was an adult. And I think that Paris kind of filled that gap. Lane obviously did. But with Lucy and Olivia, we got these kind of like outlandish people who were like of the same mind as her and of the same like Intellect almost because they go to Yale, so it's mm-hmm. like they're on like the same level, but like they were just kind of crazy and out there, mm-hmm. and like I would have wanted to, like two characters like that to have existed earlier in the show for her, yeah, because she gets so and like we we talk a lot about Rory's boyfriends and people mention that like they want us to talk about more things, but I feel like when it comes to Rory, she doesn't have that, and so like with Lucy and Olivia, I know a lot of people love them and I harp on them, but it's really because of how they were presented in the show. Mm-hmm. But I think that having those characters elsewhere would have been
0: really great. Yeah, because they're kind of a flash in the pan, right? Like, yeah. they come in at the 11th hour, and then the show... And I love Kristen Ritter. Stuff.
1: Oh, my God. I love, adore. Yeah.
0: So I'm with you on that front. But it's unfortunate, because, like, there could have been much more character development, because they seem so, like, surface level, almost, when it yeah, comes to, like, art investment. Yeah. Um, because we didn't have time to, like, care about no. them. That's what I mean when I say like they're a flash in the pan. Um, But I did really enjoy their friendship for what we got to see of it and to kind of experience. Obviously, it was their friendship in connection to Rory and her storyline, but it did kind of exist on its own. And another friendship that is familial but existed on its own in the later seasons is Lane and Keong.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Which I, I love, actually love because, like, I love we can them. get into this a little later, but, like, Lane didn't really have a friend or, like, a peer that was her friend, out like, a female friend outside of Rory Gilmore in Stars yeah. Hollow, or at least that we saw. She yeah. never had someone who was, like, what's the word I'm looking for? A contemporary that yeah. she could confide in and talk to, and especially someone who understands her culture, like... The strict nature of, like, what she went through and experienced and kind of, like, you know, edged away from, I think that that friendship and the way that it blossoms and the journey that it has is so beautiful and something we don't really talk about very often because we always think of Lane. In proximity to Rory, less yeah. about Lane and her standalone relationships outside of like her relationship with Zach, her relationship with Dave, her relationship with her mom,
1: you Yeah, know? and the band. Which makes sense because she is like, you know, a side character and so of it's course. really gonna like, her storyline is gonna depend a lot on Rory, which is her connection, but like she is Lorelai and so it makes sense that like her love interest is what's going to take up the most time on the screen, mm-hmm. but when we do in the later seasons start to get like a true Lane storyline on her own outside of the Gilmore Girls, I like like that it's like if Rory's not going to be in town being that connection that we do get kind of this like person that she almost like passed her who she could have become if she hadn't had like you know like the CDs under her floorboard um mm-hmm. because one of my favorite scenes is when she's introducing her to fries um, yes when she calls the them devil's Mrs. Fingers. Mrs. Kim calls them the devil's starchy fingers yes <laughs> the devil's starchy fingers oh yeah and she'll like she's teaching her that like There's no like nothing in the TV that's going to tell Mrs. Kim that she had watched anything on TV and that she can't smell if she has eaten French fries. And like she won't know just by looking if she's read her Bible. And so like having her like guide her and then eventually she kind of turns into a little bit like Lane um, when she like takes her shirt off and she's wearing a shirt underneath it. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. We opened this up to our Instagram followers and mm-hmm. they like submitted some of these and something that someone kind of commented on, which made me really laugh was like someone's favorite friendship was Lane and all of the girls at her bachelorette party. And they are like, JK, who were those women? <laughs> we don't even know who they were. Cause it was like Lorelai, Keon and Rory, but like, and Suki, who were the, Oh, but who, and who else? were those girls? <laughs> Yeah. And
0: these other women who we were like, I guess y'all are friends, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like Lane didn't really have a lot of friendships outside of her friendship with Rory yeah. that we were privy to and then when Keon came along i know that
1: they're family right well no i always get confused on this cuz i think she's an exchange student but then i think she becomes her cousin i might be totally wrong on that but i think that the first time we meet her she's her cousin or she's she's an exchange student according to Gilmore Girls wiki
0: um she's a korean exchange student
1: yeah but i for whatever reason thought that she was like a cousin i think at some point, does it change? Maybe I'm completely making this up. And just I might be making storyline. Well. I thought um, that they were cousins. But like, but she is an right. exchange student, but at some point, I feel like she becomes like family. So maybe that's where it where it changes. Oh,
0: you know what? You know who I'm getting her confused with is that moment when Lane moves out, and there's another girl that is there with her mom, who I believe was is her cousin, and they go upstairs, and this girl is like, I can't believe it, I can't believe you left, and they're going through the floorboards because Lane is picking up her stuff, and she's like, tell me all about it, tell me all about this. I think oh, i may yeah. be conflating the two stories because I believe that is her cousin, um, and Keon was her friend, or yeah. ended up becoming her friend yeah. because, oh, it does say, also according to Reddit, at some point, Lane says something to... Keon at her bachelorette party, maybe about her taste in music, when she says something like, I love Avril lavigne when she takes off her shirt yeah. and she has the t-shirt on underneath. Um, Lean says something, You're crazy. My whole family's crazy. So it kind of makes the insinuation that they're family. Yeah.
1: Um like Which maybe okay. they forgot that she was an exchange student. Yeah, She's been it's around just like for so little, long.
0: It's yeah, and and there's there's nothing wrong with that. There are definitely people who are not my like blood-related family who are my family
1: yeah um is it is it is it intentional like that or do we think the writers were like uh we forgot
0: who is she (laughs) either way they end up becoming friends whether or not there is like again a a blood connection or not um they do end up becoming friends and i just think that the way that their friendship evolves is so beautiful and something that again we don't really get to see from lane's other friendships outside of hers with Rory Uh, 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 so she's mostly friends with men (laughs) yeah and that's a lot in part because of the band yeah but on the topic of those moments between like Keon and Lane what are some of your other favorite like non Gilmore girl friendship moments between like the female friendships on the show
1: well we as I said we put this on our Instagram story and I went through all of the answers and I like there are some that I was like oh my gosh yes I love that and then some of them I was laughing about. Okay, <laughs> so they them on me because
0: har- I did not read any of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm actually really glad you didn't because I'm kind of excited to share these with you. Okay. I'm actually gonna start with the ones who misunderstood the prompt um, because <laughs> we put it out there like non Gilmore friends on the show, and like I feel like when we post something of like that, we totally it's totally understand. like our podcast is about Gilmore Girls so of course we mean Gilmore Girls we got so many answers from other tv shows
0: <laughs> we oh. got because
1: someone wrote Brooke and Haley from One Tree Hill and I like had to sit there for a second and I was like Brooke and Haley
0: Her I was name like is Tara. From,
1: from One Tree Hill like because someone did say Tara and Haley is their oh, favorite that's so friends. Funny. someone wrote Christina and Meredith and I was like that's from Grace Anatomy and then someone wrote like the girls from the Twisted series which like it's like a book series, like Twisted Hate, Twisted Love. Sure. And I was like, oh, like it took me. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> who aren't in aren't the you? show? Cause who's Archibald? Pe- t- it was major who's Archibald because two different people wrote Brook and, and Haley. And then someone wrote Brook and Haley from One Tree Hill. And I was like, oh, I love my God. So and then someone said when Layton comes out to Kimberly in the, C- the Sex Lives of College Girls. Um, and I was like, I loved that. But what? (laughs) I know. And that was when I realized that some people misunderstood the prompt, and it really made me laugh because I was so confused. Um, But on the topic of ones that people submitted that are on the show, um, someone said Paris and her nanny, (gasps) which... (gasps) That feels like more of like a maternal it sort does, of relationship, but I, I but did love it for sure. I, for sure, I love when nanny comes in and takes care of Doyle. Like it just like she oh, just like she shows up for Paris when she's at Paris's graduation. Like it definitely feels like more maternal figure. Um, but I like the idea of them being friends. Um, mucho mac and cheese. Yeah. Um. There was a lot for Emily. There was a lot of like. Yeah, ones that people stood I didn't out for give Emily. the caveat that it that
0: Emily was excluded because I. You know, also wasn't sure because we no. talk a lot about, like, Lorelai and Rory's friendships, but not really Emily's friendships, which we don't get to see a lot yeah, of when we can I feel like it exists, time.
1: It exists outside of the, quote-unquote, sure. girl girls' friendships. Yeah. Um, so people said a lot of, like, Emily and all of the women from the DAR who, like, oh, you know, the Gossip yes. Girls. Um, <laughs> the Gossip Girls, sure. Yeah. Um that biddy charleston like who we never actually see her being friends with but like the idea and then there was the british woman natalie who i really love but we never see her ever again after thanksgiving i think Uh, yeah i don't Um, think
0: we do we we catch her sporadically
1: throughout the series yeah she might she might show up in six i don't remember um and then like everyone was like the bachelorette party like emily and gypsy Gypsy's oh my god here. I literally
0: that was one of the ones i put i know it's probably more for lorelei but when all the women show up for emily's bachelorette
1: party and emily goes gypsy gypsy <laughs> everybody many gypsies here <laughs> oh yeah. my god someone wrote tj and luke because they also misunderstood the I prompt know, i know i was like <laughs> which is great I, I
0: actually took it down and reposted it because i was starting to see a lot of those because i didn't put female friendships in there to start. Yeah. I just put non Gilmore friendships and yeah. I was like, I need to redo
1: this. Yeah, so yeah. to <laughs> it's all good. It's good. It's, it's all fine. Um, Liz and Carrie. Yes. Um, Crazy, Crazy Carrie. Carrie yeah. Liz
0: and her like little bachelorette party, her gaggle yeah. gals. For when sure. The, um,
1: stripper shows up at Luke's oh, and Jess so is funny. like, Have he's fun like, with good that. luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, on the topic of Lane Lane and April because they kind of develop oh, this yeah, like they develop sort of a little like a bit of a friendship yeah, yeah for sure. she's babysitting her mm-hmm. um i suppose um i feel like that's most of like the the main characters like the main side characters but one that someone brought up which like killed me was the little girls who play soccer on Luke's soccer team that he sponsors. Oh my god. Because I think her name is Tilly. Tilly. like Yeah. And everyone's like is this Eastside East Side Tilly? Tilly. <laughs> if Eastside Tilly was a little girl I would die. I would love that. Yeah. Um. But they're like so savage and like I love when Luke is like so shocked and they're like they're like so angry at him they're like do you think that we can't play like this because we're girls <laughs> and he's like no 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 yeah <laughs> they're like throwing elbows and yeah. like pushing people i love them oh i know um, it's so good so i i love that we get this little girl soccer team that's just like so fucking savage oh yeah for sure for sure
0: Hayley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love...
1: I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do, but they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up, or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast, because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them.
0: Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and
1: women handmade from the most premium leathers.
0: New styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one time gift from Tacovas. Only at tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west.
1: But I think that's for the most part. Those are like the ones that people submitted that they really love. Do you have any of those that like you're like, these, this is my
0: favorite? Okay, so some of like the moments that I wrote down, well, one of them I did see early on when I just posted the question box. But someone said that one of their favorite non-Gilmore friendship moments was between Babette and Miss Patty when they um, sing the national anthem together in Face Off. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> and that's not even necessarily a moment between the two of them, but just the fact that like they sang Do you the think national they anthem that? and they did it so seriously. That yeah. always gets me. Every time I watch Face Off, I'm always like, they look. Like
1: they were forced to do this. <laughs> Not nice. like they spent hours rehearsing and exactly. it's really important to well, them. Well,
0: those are the moments that I really love between the two of them. Like, I love when they sing at uh, Suki's wedding when Maury's playing piano. I yeah. love when they approach Luke and they're like, okay, so how did you do it? Tell us how you did it. Yeah, and they're um, like, about oh. proposing. And they're like, she oh, did not You went modern.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, stuff
0: like that. I love when Patty bursts into Cinnamon's wake and is like, where is she? Yeah. Honey, I'm so sorry. Smothers her. <laughs> Smothers her, brings the bongos,
1: you know. Yeah. Um. I love those moments between the two of them. That's a true friend. Bring in the bongos to your cat's funeral. I'd bring yeah. the bongos to your cat's funeral. Thank you. I really You're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs>
0: And then on the topic of, like, the other duo, Madeline and Louise, yeah. one of my favorite moments. I, I love when they uh, all get together during spring break.
1: Oh, I love spring break. And Girls and Boys break. doing the twist in season yeah. four.
0: Um, and I know that that involves Rory. But one of my favorite exchanges between the three of them is in I Can't Get Started, which we're just about to cover on Patreon. And um, Madeline and Louise are surveying the entire student body to see if Paris is going to win, if she's projected to win president. And they're like kind of sussing out every where everybody's at. And when she realizes that the numbers are low, Paris goes, well, what do I do? And Madeline goes, hope for a sex scandal. And Paris looks at Louise and goes, Louise? And Louise goes, oh, I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like Paris has such ride or dies in Madeline and Louise, even though she like rolls her eyes at them constantly. They are ride or dies. Like the fact that they are always willing to like shun Rory because Paris told them to like, even though I don't yeah. agree with it, I appreciate a ride or die friend like that. Who's just yeah. like, no, nope, I'm good. I don't want to know you because you hurt my friend. And oh, that's all I sure. needed to know, you know, like, yeah, that's the kind of women they are. Um, <laughs> On that on that note, in the breakup part two, when they all go to Madeline's house for the party, and right. Louise and Madeline decide that they're gonna like take these boys to like the guest house or the pool house or whatever something, wherever they're something. going, <laughs> Paris goes to Louise. No glove, no love. And I don't know why that gets me every time. Like their friendship dynamic is just so delicious. So yeah, like on those like two major friendship notes, I really love those moments. And then this is one that we didn't really mention because we talked about it kind of in, like, a mother-daughter pseudo-parent episode that we had last year when Emily helps plan Suki's wedding with her. Right. I think that's really special. And I know that it comes from, like, a maternal angle. It's not necessarily as a friend, but, like that is just something that we don't really get very often between the two of them. It's a relationship that was never fleshed out.
1: Yeah. And it's not malicious is the wrong word. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's not quite manipulative, but it's not motive. Yeah. It's not quite good at the end of the day. Like it's not right because like Suki can't afford that. It's like weird for her to accept money from Emily to pay for this wedding that she can't afford with the acrobats. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like Mm -hmm. you love watching them interact because like, and maybe Suki's mom is gone. Maybe she's not. Um, yeah. From what we know in the early season, she is. So it feels like really good to have her have this like sort of like motherly friendship, mm-hmm. like in this episode, which I love. Um, but it is kind of overshadowed by the fact that like this is not the wedding that ends up happening. No, yeah, but she does end up inviting her. I know, which, which I, is really I love sweet. that she comes.
0: I know it's nice. And on that topic, you know part of the reason we started talking about this is because a lot of the friendships that we've zeroed in on are the friendships that the girlies have with these women, right? Right. And I feel like oftentimes these friendships that we just talked about kind of get lost in the shuffle because we're so focused on, A, the girlies, their relationship to each other, their romantic relationships. Yeah, there's only, there's 42 minutes. Exactly, yeah. But so often the friendships that we do focus on are their main ones, right? So you've got Lorelai's friendship with Suki, Rory's friendship with Lane and her friendship with Paris right but what we're finding in our rewatch on Patreon is that like there were so many moments between the girlies and their best friends where they got like a lot of guidance from them Mm -hmm. and turned to them in a lot of times of confusion crossroads despair etc crisis when they're at odds like they really
1: lean on them heavily
0: that we kind of lose in the later yeah. seasons
1: because I notice that a lot because like I'm a I'm a later seasons girl you're right. an early seasons girl and so like if you're not someone who like like we do where we pop around and watch various episodes or we'll watch certain seasons like you're almost watching two different like concepts of mm-hmm. the show so like that's definitely apparent and I feel like something that like I'm really noticing a lot, like you said, as we watch on Patreon, because, like, I'm coming from this perspective of, like, where, like, Luke is kind of, like, not being the best guy. Like, they Mm. don't have, like, a ton of, like, girlfriends that, like, are giving them, like, the advice that they need versus, like, like, in earlier seasons, it feels like... A completely different show mm-hmm. almost with the way that the characters talk to them and like that's not to say that one is better than the other because I do prefer the later seasons and yeah. I, it's not that I don't like the earlier seasons but it's just how it how it happens how it unfolds and at what point that shifts
0: mm.
1: it's kind of like where I don't know this is where I feel like we're a true crime show it's oh, like know. Where, did this, where did this happen yeah let's let's get to it let's get yeah. to the bottom of it well, the,
0: the one that feels the most like Shifted, even though their friendship is consistent throughout, but like we're noticing the most in our rewatch is like the Suki Honesty Hour when it comes to rely and Suki's relationship. So, where do you think that shifted? Was there one moment, multiple moments? I know that a lot of it is probably the writers catering to other storylines, right? Less like you know, something happened between the two of them, but you know, being true to how real life happens and real friendships happen, like as you get older. Friendship shift seasons
1: amongst friends is very common when you get married. Mm -hmm. Because like that, what you're saying though, though, is like kind of like exactly what like I'm flipping back and forth on which I feel like is is like the progression of this like the writers really paying attention to the natural progression of how your friendships change throughout your life of like you get married your friendships like you know it gets strained but it's Mm. like it's a different sort of dynamic with you I mean I feel like if you're a really good friend like you'll keep up with your friends in the same way but like as you get older like with Rory she shifts from being like readily available to Lane to being away at yale and having a whole new life right or is this just the writers like completely making new room like room for new storylines and like things just naturally falling off so it's like yeah within the narrative it feels nice to like go with the first one but like with the awareness that in the writing it was probably the second one of course (laughs) yeah but it
0: is a representation that like i said seasons change yeah you know, you have chapters in your life where your friends are sometimes, like, main characters and other times they're day players and other times, you know, they're... They're not even mentioned in dialogue. Yeah, but with these, like, really monumental friendships, specifically Suki and Lorelai, where do you feel like that started to kind of... Where we started to lose that Suki honesty hour? Um,
1: I think it probably came along probably when she... Like, when they were opening the... um. Oh my God! What is the inn called? The Dragonfly Dragonfly. Inn. Oh my God! (laughs) Because it feels like like we were saying that like as we're watching on Patreon, it's like this advice, Suki. Like it's when something goes wrong in her life, Suki's kind of savage early on. Like in like immediately from like my first memory of like us recognizing this is in Kill Me Now when they're walking down the street and Suki's like, yeah, they're finally getting the daughter that they always wanted and Rory. And you're like, Suki. Holy hell. Yeah. Oh, well, oh my God. We, that's
0: not the Suki that we kind of come to know. And she's still there. She is she there. She still
1: has those moments. But like, I feel like it's constantly that like she's showing up the inn, she's mm-hmm. saying something to her and she's like, it's, it's like immediately hitting to the heart of things because I think that that's where that's what we keep saying about Suki is, like, Suki will, like, nail Lorelai to the wall. She'll, like, exactly say what needs to be said to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it's becoming this way where it's, like, she's a little bit of a comic relief now. She's mm. a little bit of just, like, a background character or, like, she's the setup for what's going on with Lorelei. But I think it has a lot to do with the, like, at the time of, like, the dragonfly because she... I don't know. She starts letting Lorelai down, um, and I'm not saying that that changed it. Like within the narrative, like if Lorelai was a real person, that that would have like affected the way that she went about her friendship with Suki. Mm-hmm. But I just think that at that point, they had to make room for so many other storylines that Suki kind of becomes like a not not quite the same. Well, that's also right
0: around the time she becomes a mom. Oh yeah, that was and that yeah. is like obviously a game life changer. Change. Yeah. I mean, Getting married is one thing, and I think that that's kind of the first time where their friendship does take a little bit of a step back yeah, because they're still working Jackson together is friends every day with
1: her. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, like, we do see Lorelai continue to like come over and see them and hang yeah. out, and like, you know, Suki is still obviously very much a part of the equation. But yeah. when you are in a relationship. Or you get married, like there is something that shifts within your friendships because yeah. your time is now
1: occupied by another person. That immediately made me think of um they shoot Gilmores, don't they? When her and Jackson and uh Suki are running around talking about like four and four, and Jackson's like, I'm just gonna tell you everything in our yeah. life because oh, like you get I to decide love everything it. with us.
0: I can't wait till <laughs> we get to that episode. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, I completely agree. But I I also think that then like the second shift is simultaneous with the in opening and her having a baby because her life completely shifts. Now she's a mom. And again, I don't know that the writers necessarily did this intentionally, but like you said, she kind of like lets Lorelai down in some ways because she can't be as present and show up in the same way that she was. She's trying to juggle so many different things. Yeah. And I think that that's when we start to kind of lose honesty, our Suki, but like they still keep that, to a certain degree like yeah for sure it doesn't like away i about is when jackson and suki come over after the house renovation and luke puts the new furniture in the bedroom and it's terrible oh, yeah. and, and they're pulls her upstairs and is like please look at this and tell me it's terrible and she's like oh it's so bad and like then luke and Lorelei end up fighting about christopher's voicemail in the yeah. kitchen <laughs> jackson thinks it's about his burgers yeah or whatever he says and suki's like yep it definitely was that um, <laughs> like that's all I think of in like later seasons. But I I can't pull as many moments yeah. out
1: as I can in season one and season two. But speaking to Luke, this is something that we talked about um, in Kiss and Tell, because that's the first time that Luke feels like because he goes through a little bit of a transition early on where it's like he's so grumpy. It's almost like they like had to pull back so that like because he's kind of like mean that mm. they pulled back on him being that way so that he could be Lorelai's friend and someone who is a little bit more sympathetic so they Mm. could build that friends to lovers relationship and in doing that I feel like that's the episode where it shifts at the beginning where it's like we go from like Suki's that person in episodes one through six I think Kiss and Tell is seven is that right Mm. um yeah because Rory's birthday is six Mm -hmm. um and it just feels like the introduction of Luke as like that sort of friend to her pushes Suki to the side. And yeah. so then like, as she gets into the relationship with Luke, she's kind of getting that, that check, getting checked a little bit from him yeah. and less from Suki. And Suki's more of like her workplace mm-hmm. sort of, um, pal, um, rather than like, honestly, which is at that point in her life is probably when she needed to be checked the most. But like, mm. yeah, I feel like that, that kind of does it too. Is like Luke sort of like, they needed Luke to fill that void sure. so that they could build up that relationship, which is totally understandable. But like, I do like what's Su- like Suki is just so real with her. Well, cause Suki can also
0: lend that perspective that Luke can't when it comes to Lorelai's ever evolving, but suppressed feelings for Luke. Yeah. And so I think that she's that voice of reason when it comes to that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, you know, Luke can't necessarily offer that perspective, but to your point, When it comes to people who are kind of that voice of reason, and are a little harsh, Paris and Rory, yeah, and their friendship evolves so much. And we we really broke this down in Paris is thriving. Yeah, I'm wondering how you feel about like where their friendship shifted because I I think that their friendship development in the early seasons, seasons one through three, when they're in high school, is so So good. good. And then when they get to to college it's less that their friendship and the way that it functions is the focal point of the two of them. It's more about how they lean on each other in college. But Paris becomes kind of her own entity and like their friendship is less about the two of them and where they stand each episode, because we're constantly in seasons one through three, like, are they going to be friends today? I don't know. <laughs> we know that they're friends, but it becomes less about, like, Rory learning how to navigate Paris, and more about Paris just kind of, like, being there as a fixture in yeah. her
1: life. To that, though, I feel like in the early seasons, Rory is, like, she's very clear on where she's at with Paris, of, like, like she's not totally her friend, but she is a really good person, and so she ends up kind of, like, becoming her friend like there's the Mm -hmm. rub which we just covered like that was such a pivotal moment that like one is kind of building their foundation season two is really cementing them as friends Mm. and three like there's like you know the the, like, betrayal of Francie, but then, like, she comes back to her, like, with the CNN, or not CNN, C-SPAN debacle. So it's, like, they are definitely, like, friends, and Mm. Rory is the one to always kind of be, like, that's what friends do. Mm -hmm. But I feel Mm -hmm. like in four and five, for sure, and maybe a little bit in six, it's almost like Rory can't make up her mind. That, like, it's almost like Paris is definitely there. Paris is a fixture in her life. But it's, like, does Rory really concede to the fact that Paris is her friend Mm. she relies on her for a lot she like lives with her in five she comes to live with her in six Mm -hmm. um ultimately betrays her but it never feels like Rory like fully leans into the fact that like my best friend is Paris Geller Mm. even though she is and it feels like almost like a within Rory and therefore within the story there's like a mental block about it like mm. she won't concede to being Paris's best friend and we hear that in season six. Oh, when yeah she's like course. she's like she's not my, she's not my friend yes yeah, she is yeah well she says Paris is not my best
0: friend she is a friend she you know? totally is your best friend like
1: so it's just yeah. like in Rory's mind Lorelai is her best friend of course of course yeah. and so I think with that comes like I feel like That's a whole other topic that we'll have to explore is, like, how having your best friend be your mom, be Lorelai, impacts the way that you let yourself be friends with other people. Yeah. But I feel like, to some degree, it's, like, she was really acquiescent to it in what I would call grade school. Yeah. Um, But then
0: it, it really is, that shift really is when they get to college. yeah right and yeah. i do think that is in part because the writers made paris she was so established in the early yeah. seasons that paris like lane has her own storyline we're invested in paris as a character not just as rory's friend yeah. anymore and yeah. that i think is where their friendship dynamic shifts not only for the characters before the audience yeah is that like we look i at least i do i look at paris differently because yeah. you know paris kind of had her own storyline in season three where it was like everything with Jamie and trying to get into Harvard.
1: Yeah, but it was always through Rory. Right.
0: Whereas now moving into Yale, Paris is with Jamie, then Asher. You know, she has Terrence. You know, then she's with Doyle. She's the editor of the paper. Yeah, and
1: for it's still through Rory like Rory's always there to like get the updates but in five we start to see her own scenes like she goes speed dating with Doyle so it's like she becomes her own person but when she arrives there in four it seems like Rory was completely ready like I'm done with Paris Geller I've let it go yeah but Paris is like nope we're not so it's almost like Rory just like kind of like lets Paris need Mm -hmm. her like lets Paris be her friend Mm -hmm. and doesn't really like do much to change it but like benefits from it but like when asked she's like no she's not my best friend
0: yeah which is kind
1: of like the worst because Paris is like so right or die because like talk about moments like with Suki like in the honesty hour and like would do anything for Lorelai when she like beats down Logan Huntsberger at the door oh. like that's the kind of friend you want and like Paris has been cementing herself as that and like did Rory Gilmore deserve someone who would like go to bat for her like that I don't know, because she hasn't really been that friend to Paris. but Yeah, and we talked about that in our episode last
0: year, but with... That instance specifically, I feel like it's one of the few times that Rory, in her college years, confides in Paris about something. Yeah, for Because sure. that's not the kind of relationship that they have specifically no. in college. I think Rory tries to confide in Paris in high school to get her to connect with her so that Paris will be nicer to her and they I can think so have too. some sort of friendship. But then once they get to college, it's less about Rory confiding in Paris about
1: X, Y, Z up until kind of this point. I'm sure there are a few moments in between. The only one that, like, comes up in terms of, like, being, like, gal pals is when they're at breakfast and she's kind of trying to, like, suss out from um, Paris, like, whether or not she should call Logan. Mm, mm-hmm. But then the Bramford cereal girls mm-hmm. come over and she, they give her really bad advice. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, like, there's that moment. But, like, every other time that it kind of feels like it's, like, they're skirting around it, like, to live and let diorama. um when they all go back to stars hollow and get wasted wasted. yeah um there's that moment but it feels like that's not so much like confiding as as it is in like six when her and logan are in that little moment that they're having Mm -hmm. um so like from one through three there's just like this really solid foundation that rory has built Four, she feels like she gives it up and just Mm. like lets paris be there and it's not until like like at the end of six when she lets Paris really show up for her again Mm -hmm. like when Logan goes to the hospital we love we stand Paris calling the doctor and reaming him out and Mm -hmm. getting the information Mm -hmm. so it's like there's such a big gap in the allowance of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I totally agree
0: because more often than not we're seeing moments this is a huge one but where Paris has to find out that she's not going back to Yale because Rory just is randomly like oh um I actually don't need housing because I dropped out of school I love how Paris, <laughs> Paris is like, like,
1: what a joke. <laughs> and
0: that yeah. is kind of like an example of how their friendship took a little bit of a yeah. stumble in college. It's one direction. Normal. Yeah. But yeah, it's very like one like a one way street almost. Yeah. You didn't want to say one direction. <laughs> I was not going to say one direction. Uh
1: uh. uh but
0: on Sorry. the topic of Rory's <laughs> friendships. The other side of this is her friendship with Lane and how that evolves. And, of course, was meant to shift being such a lifelong friend, being such a pillar in her life in Stars Hollow, that when Rory then leaves for college, of course, it's going to shift.
1: This one feels like it follows the most natural life progression of like how your friends work, like your friends in kindergarten. Like you stay friends with them, but like they're very understanding of how. Much of your life changes when you get to that age,
0: exactly, and that does really take shape when Rory goes to Yale. But Lane is now the one that has like a monumental problem. Not that yeah. she didn't during their high school years, because no, obviously, yeah. like Lane was running to Rory for refuge. Yeah, and it was more of a daily Lorelei. struggle.
1: Exactly, a But now is is she has this she big
0: monumental. Yeah. I've done something. I have chosen to step out of
1: <laughs> yeah. the
0: confines of my life. It's your choice, Lane. Yeah, and she then starts to live with her where Rory doesn't even bat an eyelash. She's like, yeah, Yeah. you're going to stay with me at Yale. It's going to be great. And Rory is still stepping up for her. But I feel like once Lane takes that step out of those lines, like outside of those boundaries that have been laid for her, I feel like her friendship with Rory kind of falls off. Cause Lane again, in the same way that we were just talking about with Paris becomes her completely own entity.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like Paris, like not Paris, Rory becomes a side character in Lane's storyline. Yeah. Like right? it doesn't feel like she directly is like in it anymore, which is like totally understandable because like she's not there. Lorelai becomes like, I feel like more of a present in Lane's life than... Rory does, but, like, not even that much. It's more just because Lane works at Luke Steiner and I feel like they put her there because they're like, we need more Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But, yeah, it's it's kind of that same thing with, like, Suki. Honesty is, like, we can't expect that in the early seasons from Lane because she's a teenager, but she yeah. tries. She tries her best, but, like, in all of these moments where, like, things go wrong for Rory, Lane just kind of lets Rory feel exactly how she needs to feel. Mm-hmm. Um But as we go through, it's like, yeah, it falls off. We don't really see much of her unless it's these big moments like to live in that diorama or like when Rory is left her grandparents and is kind of like between between things. So she lives with Lane for a second and Lane Mm -hmm. just takes her in easily in the same way that Rory took Lane in into her college dorm room mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. easily, um, which another thing that people talked about in the Instagram stories that they really loved is like despite their problems with Lane, they were really Rory's roommates were really gentle about it. Yeah, um, they like confronted it very nicely, which like I think I'd be kind of irritated too, to be uh, honest. Yeah, in our tiny little place, um, yeah, our little corner of the world for sure. Yeah, but in that, it feels like Rory never got. What Suki gave to Lorelai, mm. which is what she so desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about this in that episode. Um, I think it was the Lane in Paris episode where we talked about um friendship. What was that called? Friends in Chinese food was mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. Um, that like when Rory sleeps with Dean afterwards, Lane's just kind of like cool. Great. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah.
0: There's like no <laughs> Not splash like, of cold water oh. to the
1: face. Yeah. And that's
0: like, what I was saying about, you know, Rory's friendship with Paris. And of course, like when this all happens and when Rory's going through it, obviously like Paris is going through her own thing and like they kind of part ways for the summer. Um, we don't yeah. really see a lot of it cause Rory goes to Europe. And then by the time she has a conversation with Paris, Asher has died and like Paris is going through her own shit. But yeah. like, if, I mean, <laughs> this instance might not be the best example because Paris was obviously cheating with Asher on Jamie. So maybe her moral compass is not the best to throw the cold water in in Rory's eh? face about Dean. But it's like Rory did not have a friend in her life that was a contemporary in Lane or in Paris who was going to splash that cold water and be like, yeah. what are you doing? Which is why when an- Lorelai yeah. is the one to do
1: it, she wants it's harsh to because it feels like the mom card exactly like she doesn't this isn't friends anymore like because like Par I was about to call you Paris Tara if you slept with a married man and he were like he said it was fine I feel like I would be like Tara you honey s- Tara I'm gonna <laughs> deliver this as gently as possible but um I'm gonna be that friend you know yeah. like I feel I would yes. feel completely comfortable being like you telling me this excitedly I'm like and Lane is just yeah. not that person. And that's okay. Yeah, we that's fine. We know what our ish. friends
0: offer us. Like, we know yeah. what kind of advice our friends are going to offer us. And sometimes we often go to those friends for specific things when we want to hear what we need to hear. Yeah. And if we're not looking to have that cold water to the face, if we're not looking for someone to tell us, like, you did something wrong, we're going to go to that friend who's just going to
1: listen and be like, okay, wow, all right. Yeah. She definitely needed someone to listen. But, like, at the end of the day, I, I really just... Wanted someone to be like, Lori. Like, and I feel like that's what a a girlfriend does, right?
0: Well, to that end, I think that the question I want to pose to you then is like, we just kind of covered where these friendships went. And not necessarily where they went wrong, but where they shifted. Yeah. Like, if they hadn't fallen off or fallen in a different direction, are there any, like, big monumental moments that the Gilmore Girls then went on to have that you think either could have been curtailed, stopped, could have been different had their friendships mm.
1: been a little more deeply rooted in the way that they were in the early seasons. If they had someone to like kind of call them out yeah. before the problem happened. Yeah, definitely. And we'll have more to say on that next episode
0: you want more Gilmore to say join us on Patreon for a spoiler full recap podcast Gilmore Revisited where you can access weekly episodes monthly merch discounts and a community page of your fellow Gilmore obsessed
1: besties and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to say podcast where you can find links to our Patreon and merch and stay up to date with all things Gilmore to say